0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
0: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast,
2: or a thrill seeker.
1: Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of Cyberpunk.
0: I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting.
1: And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives.
0: Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future.
1: We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. All right, so a couple of things. One, I'm sorry for not putting out an episode last week. We had some big health issues going on at home, so I took a personal week. (laughs) Uh, But in that time, I actually did get a little bit of downtime in order to play 2077 again. And I have a question for you. Are you a double jump or are you the hold the button down until you can power jump?
0: Uh, The double jump just feels better. Yep. Honestly. But like Yeah, no double jump because I'm I, I always play with like like really high cool and like cold blooded. So I'm just going fast. I don't got time to hold down any buttons how fast I'm moving.
1: Exactly. So that's me. Like I'll be running and I'll do the double jump to like go fi- go further and everything like that. I don't want I wanna Superman it. I don't wanna like Goku and power up and then go.
0: Yeah, there, I think there is like a thing though, which I did do for a little bit because like with the power and hold, and I think there's like another cyberware that like it may be the same one or like a unique one of the higher rarity variants of it or whatever. Basically, you hover oh. as you do it, so you can kind of like um, God, uh, the best reference I'm gonna make but this for a, like a decent amount of time ago, uh. But you played the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 when you were like playing, like, if you ever played the, um, the like, like the battle mode where it was just like Jedi versus Sith, mm-hmm. uh, like Palpatine, where he uh-huh. like, he could like, you could jump and you could hover in the air and like move along there for a minute, and come back down. Okay. That's so, kind of, that's kind of, I did do that for a little bit, but yeah, like, you just kind of go on, like it, double jump, just feels better. Yeah, because it's just like sprint, sprint, boop, boop. Agreed. Rather than you have to like plan it out with a holding and jump. And... Couldn't be me.
1: All right. So we also have one thing to address. Uh, One, we are starting to see more comments on our episodes, which is fantastic. Thank you guys so much for engaging with us on there. Uh, I published a couple of them just earlier today, and that is when I saw a comment from a listener uh, from Rabbit on the episode that we put out last time on the mainland Southeast Asia the comment reads, "I'm Cambodian, and I just want to share two things. First, Chimera is pronounced Kami, as in like K M A I, and so hopefully I'm still not saying that incorrectly, but K-M-A-I? it looks Kamai, like
0: Kamai, yeah, I think Kamai.
1: Yeah. And secondly, I feel that like this title triggers trauma responses." Like saying Nazis or Klan are out to get you. The title for last week's episode was the Kamai Rouge is out to get you. And in my mind, they're the bad guys. They are out to get you. I did not really take into account that these are actual real world events also. In my mind, it was only the cyberpunk version. I now completely understand that that title was inappropriate and it has now been changed moving forward. I think I can really only say that I will try to make sure that what we create as the episode titles keeps in mind that some of these events are real world. It was never my intent to trigger somebody, especially with something like this. And so thank you for bringing it up in a constructively criticism way and not like attacking me (laughs) by saying that I fucked up. But this is me also saying I fucked up. I acknowledge it. We have changed it. And I thank you for it. All right. Moving past and beyond that now. Uh, we are staying in the Southeast Asia, and now we are moving out to the islands. Uh, one of these places tonight, I've been to, so this should be fun. Oh wait, two of them. Yeah,
0: I've been to you two know, of these places. I wanna, I wanna do a preemptive guess now. Hmm. Let me look. Let me look. I don't think it's that one. Probably not that one. Hmm. It's the thing is that. I'm going to guess. The Philippines and Singapore.
1: One of those is correct.
0: Probably the Philippines is correct.
1: <laughs> All right. We will have to see. Place your bets now. Which two of these countries has Jen been to?
0: Yes, place your bets now before we actually say it. Okay, go into the comments on Spotify right now and tell us your guesses.
2: Uh,
0: Before we tell you on this recording, might I add, you have to do it before we say it in the recording. So, you know. However you figure that out. No, I don't know. I'm being weird. Uh oh, okay. anyways. Let's let's jump into this thing. Um got a, a lot of places to talk about uh tonight. So uh starting off with Indonesia. Indonesia is the big gun of the Alliance of Southeast Asian Nations, or A S E A N. Uh this Long Island chain has the largest land and sea force available. During the Second Corporate War, they took advantage of turbulence to take control of Papua New Guinea. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. The public explanation for this action was to stop cross border incursions from Irian Jaya rebels taking sanctuary in Papua New Guinea jungles. However, the Indonesian government has made a fortune from the forests with teak wood and the Japanese leasing rainforest areas to pharmaceutical companies and most of the eastern cities to saw oil for refineries and repair docks. So, hmm, public explanation versus real explanation. Oh, uh,
1: I'm just thinking about it. It's money.
0: How- Surprise, surprise.
1: Yeah, everything's all about the money. But Teakwood is so pretty. It's really pretty. All right. Well, speaking of the Teakwood that they use for ships, they do have a pretty impressive navy. And the navy is split into two main divisions. Arasaka-backed forces remain on standby against the Federal Republic of Australia's navy off the northern coast of Australia, ready to destroy attempts for aid at four PNG, Papua New Guinea, uh, for which the Federal Australian Republic claims jurisdiction, and to assist the dissident nation of the Republic of West Australia. Another half guards the Malaccan, Straits.
0: I think Malaccan Straits, yes.
1: Okay. The main shipping route between Japan, China, and the Indian Ocean.
0: The four main ethnic groups in Indonesia are Indonesian, Malays, Chinese, and Middle Easterners. The Indonesian Malays are guaranteed the best jobs and housing. Due to threatened past invasions from Chinese communist and economic dominance from overseas Chinese, Indonesians have passed laws to keep the Chinese under control. Gross. Since the 90s, Chinese education opportunities and government jobs have been severely restricted. Also, materials written in Chinese are banned, and the majority of Chinese left in Indonesia cannot speak or read Mandarin. There is an underground net movement of Chinese texts and learning programs, which the government is desperately trying to stop. Needless to say, the Indonesians encourage Chinese to the Chinese to go to Singapore, and many take them up on the offer. However, the triads still do business through the Shanghai banks.
2: All
1: right, listeners, I'm sorry that if throughout the rest of tonight's episode you get kitty cat noises. <laughs> All right, back to the Middle East. The Middle Easterners, mainly Iranians and Turkish, are refugees from the meltdown who were too poor to go to Brunei, but not poor enough to be moved to Medano.
0: Mindanao Oh, think. wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they came expecting Islam like they had back home, and they were stunned to find that the laissez-faire Islam with the native influences that exist in Indonesia and Malaysia. Many have joined the radical anti-Chinese Sarket Islam, or Islam Association, and are working towards the enactment of Islamic law. The Jakarta army and businesses are trying to put a stop to this.
0: Uh, Despite all of the political problems, the economy is fairly strong. The foreign corporations pumped large amounts of money into infrastructure, ports, and airstrips, especially in the more backwater areas. Of course, these are to facilitate the stripping of the forests, mining of the mountains, and delivery of crops, but it has added a lot of cash to the country. I know, Maya, despicable. (laughs) No, uh unfortunately a lot of that money went into the pockets of local administrators
1: Mm.
0: that's the real despicable part
1: (laughs) yeah indonesia is at the edge of the slick so fishing and aquaculture hasn't entirely died here and quite a few of the islands including bali lombok sumba all have resorts for corpse on holiday half of Irian Jaya and East Irian Jaya have been leased outright along of, along with parts of Kalimantan. Yeah. To the two biotechnica and tiger medicines for biodiversity research. That's kind of cool. The black market also does quite well here with drugs, guns, and Chinese learning guides and software, communications equipment, and many other illicit items being smuggled in through the various islands. The pirates that lurk in the various coves and bays raid ships when they can, but mainly just carry contraband.
0: It's it's just kind of wild that that's like the state that this this place is in, That's it's like, yeah, you know, this typical black market uh, things such as drugs and guns, but also like the resources people need to just learn how to speak Chinese because it's banned and like communicate like those are so unconventional and it's like it's kind of ridiculous
1: (sighs) well as we learned a few weeks ago one of the best ways to suppress a population is to make it so they can't communicate
0: very true uh that's about it for uh, Indonesia. <laughs> Moving on to uh, Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia has become the spiritual partner of Indonesia. The two separate parts, Peninsular Malaysia and Bornean Malaysia, provide for quite a bit of diversity and conflict. Before the meltdown, the main conflict was between the Chinese and Malays the Chinese were dominating the economic landscape as they do in other countries. Malaysia then enacted several laws giving Malay's preference in employment, education and housing, but they never went as far as Indonesia in anti-Chinese laws. Mm. Okay. I guess, you know, I guess good job not being like, Completely horrible, but you it's still like prefer, preferential treatment towards one population is still like uh, suppressing another population. So,
1: right, it's the lesser of two evils, but it is still an evil,
0: yeah. Yeah, and the words of a character and a podcast that I also do. Uh, <laughs> if I have to pick between, uh, two different evils, I'd rather just not pick at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Now, after the meltdown, the hordes of refugees came in. Malaysia tried settling the new Muslim is immigrants in Saba and Sarawak, but they did not want to go out into the jungle. They were forced to go into the islands, where the Malaysian branch of the Sarket Islam is consolidated. During the Second Corp. War, Malaysia sided with Petrochem. They now have a land lease agreement with Sov oil for refineries along the North Borneo shore and the east coast of the peninsula. These coastlines are totally ruined by the slick, causing more problems with the residents of the area. Feeling alienated because of losing their traditional work, many have turned to radical Islam. Now, question before we moved on. Have we talked about the slick yet?
0: No. And I tried to find out what it was, and I couldn't find out what it was. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a thing that happened. I'm assuming it's something to do with, like an oil spill because like you refer to it as an oil slick. So I'm assuming there was probably some sort of a horrible, like, uh, you know, akin to the, the BP
2: Mm.
0: incident like years ago or whatever, where they Mm -hmm. fucking ended up spilling. I'm assuming it's similar to that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, is that a thing that might be in the 2020 source book? specifically that i just couldn't find reference to on the internet or like i don't i don't know like i'm going to look it up again but i tried to before and i didn't really get much so, so I, yeah if you could find something in the 2020 source book cuz i don't think i found anything in the red source book about it they don't yeah. actually there's not a whole lot reference i think there's like I did a search through it. There's like two references to Southeast Asia and the entirety of the Cyberpunk Red Book. So there's really not anything.
1: Interessante. I see here that there is a Pacific Rim source book, and that might have what we're looking for.
0: Yeah, probably. We'll have to see about
1: It is a twenty twenty book.
0: Okay. Just see about looking at that or whatever. If I can maybe try and find it or anything specifically. But yeah, no. It's, it's, slick is apparently a very commonly used word when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. And if we find out more information, we will let you know about it next week.
0: <laughs> uh, Malaysians run the government with heavy... Stove backing. It is a grouping of 13 states, Sabah, Sarawak, and 11 more on the peninsula, and the capital, Kuala Lumpur. May I butcher that? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, nine of the peninsular states have sultans, and every five years they have an election as to which will become king of Malaysia. These sultans run the largest companies and are immune to prosecution for anything up to and including murder. Sabah and Sarawak have a limited degree of autonomy, though, which is slowly being eroded by the needs of Sovoil and their refineries.
1: Now, where the Malays run... The politics, the Chinese still have the economics well in hand, supplying the refineries and running most of the stores and businesses. Most fixers in Malaysia are Chinese, and Kuala Lumpur possesses a strong triad influence under the Red Spear gang. The major cities are all along the west side of the peninsula where the water is still okay. A high mountain range runs down the center of the peninsula, isolating the settled west side with the polluted east side, which was formerly the Islamic stronghold.
0: The capital, uh, Kuala Lumpur, is a very small city. Skyscrapers stand next to colonial buildings. It's a Malay city with a strong Chinatown and Indian quarter, both of which have major problems cricket is still played here and sometimes they have tests against Australia and New Zealand you know I didn't like I hadn't really considered the idea of like organized sporting in cyberpunk it just seemed like such a thing like uh, like like uh, like with how crazy things are it just seems like a thing that like be weird to to still be, like, going about. But they have it. And they they uh, have, like, official games with Australia and New Zealand. Kind of cool. Uh, and the best area for shopping is the Pasar Malam in Chinatown's Jalan Petaling District.
1: I wonder if you they have- still host the Olympics. Oh. look We got to look
0: it up. We gotta look it up.
1: We totally have to look that up. And then also, that would be so difficult to judge and figure out. So maybe, like, organized sports kind of are gone. Because if I can pay 400,000 eddies to soup up my body beyond, you know, to almost cyborg level, and then little Johnny comes running up and is like, I want to run the 100 meter dash! But he ain't got no cyberware. I'm gonna slaughter you in the race.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, kind of the closest thing we see in Cyberpunk 2077 uh, is like the fighting-like quest. Like mm. when you do the fights or whatever. But yeah, like you look at it and like, I mean, the the, the final fight you have, the, the dude's like all decked out in like uh like enhanced bioware, cyberware. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So like yeah, it'd be just like a such a like unequal like distribution of skill slash like cyberware and just enhancements. Mm-hmm. So
1: and I don't know if cyberware was a thing if watching an all organic sporting event would be fun you know like like we were talking about jumping earlier Mm -hmm. who cares i mean if you can jump 20 feet straight up in the air watching a regular person try to do the high jump it's not as impressive anymore
0: i wonder if they do it like if they still do it if it's like less of like an amazed like thing because you know people watch the olympics and they're like oh i'm amazed at how like like talented some of these people are and what they do you know Mm -hmm. how their bodies have gone beyond you know like like the regular human uh like standard i wonder if it's like less of that more of like a comedy show for people with like cyberware like if they're just like watching it and they're like they're like <laughs> they got uh, they they were only able to make it like you know I, I don't know what the standard is for a long jump uh I, I don't know how what a good long jump is, but like it's like, oh, they're only able to make it that far. <laughs> I could walk outside and just like jump across the street <laughs> right cute, and they just like laugh at it, I don't
1: know all right. Well, it looks like we've covered Malaysia pretty well. And so we've talked about Indonesia and Malaysia. And up next, we are going to talk about Singapore and the Philippines. So let's head to our mid-break. We'll be right back. Welcome to the middle of the show, where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. We do have some cool things going on right now. We have a new patron to announce, Ninja, uh, the one and only, awesome, amazing penguin ninja. Welcome to the fam. We hope to see you next week on our live chat, uh, which should be Wednesday night. I don't have any other new reviews to read out because we didn't get any on iTunes. Uh, The reviews and comments that were left on the Spotify, we very much appreciate. And so continue to keep up the conversation on there. Okay. Now you can also head over to fanrolldice.com and code stack because double savings is the best. Use code CPLC at checkout alongside almighty crit10 ALLMIGHTYCRIT10 and get 20% off of your entire order. Go have fun. Roll some dice. All right, Toasty, you ready to get back into it? Talk about Mm -hmm. Singapore?
0: Yes, because I want to go there.
1: Are you still going to take a guess about which two I have gone to?
0: I made my guesses. Oh, I was wrong.
1: When would you like to know which ones they are?
0: We'll find out at the end of the show. Okay. All right, so, uh, a little bit of a, you know, pre, or early, I say early history for Singapore. Early <laughs> cyberpunk specific history. Stuff from the 1990s to the 2020s. So, when Hong Kong fell apart, many companies and people fled to Singapore. Um, as we know, if we talked about in a China episode, Hong Kong... <laughs> Got messed up by a plague and basically is uninhabitable. It's um, set by you know a super cool AI society um, or VI. Can't remember which term was specifically used. Um, but uh, however, only well-educated and skillful people were given permission to live in the city. Despite their best efforts to regulate immigration, many refugees were able to sneak into the city over the years.
1: Now, Singapore is a city run by a freely elected government. Oh, I guess I should also state the fact that, um, like, New York, New York, it's Singapore, Singapore. So the Mm. capital of Singapore is a city called Singapore.
0: So... There we go. That enlightens me, because I honestly always just thought Singapore was just, like, a city. Oh. But, like, but like big as fuck. I, like, I just thought it was some, like, super huge city.
1: No, uh, it's its own little island. okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Singapore is a city run by a freely elected government, but they still have an iron fist. The government... The People's Action Party has ruled with an overwhelming, overwhelming majority since the 1960s and has made Singapore a model city with a minimum of crime and pollution. The mass media, however, is tightly controlled and dissent is highly discouraged and individual freedom is suppressed. They have dress codes on the books and things like gum are illegal to keep the streets clean. The corporations within, unlike Night City, do not interfere with the development due to the government already having the corporate interest in mind.
0: The Tiger Medicines Corporation, which originally was founded in the 1800s, is one of the most successful Singaporean corporations in the world. And at some point in the the 2010s, the Arasaka Corporation was hired out to police the city. That's going to go so well.
1: <clears throat> yeah. No. <laughs> Don't hire, hire Arasaka to be your police force. It's not good. No. The economy. Singapore's economy is the second wealthiest in the Pacific Rim, with only Japan being ahead of it. Trade, shipping, banking, and high-tech industry dominates the city. The Straits of Malacca <laughs> The Straits of Malacca are the prime shipping route between the Pacific Rim and Europe and Africa. When Hong Kong was brought down to destruction, most of the companies that weren't already in Singapore followed Merrill, Ashuga, and FinTech's and Finch's lead.
0: Asukaga.
1: Asukaga.
0: Interesting. Ye.
1: The government has always been pro-business from the beginning, and it has also been known for having everything a corporal would want. Tiger Medicines Corporation is the largest company originating from Singapore.
0: Well, for the most part, everyone living here is pretty well off, and anything that's not illegal is easy to get, so there's very little black market trade around Singapore. What little there is takes place on the north end of the island, where the newcomers live. To fill the void, net crime and data smuggling are the lucrative markets. The government of Singapore has found it nearly impossible to regulate all broadcast vids, and not to mention the net. The sheer volume of activity makes policing it almost completely impossible. Dang, you can just get like anything here. <clears throat> yeah, it seems pretty strict. It seems like you know, but like, I mean, it seems like a nice place. Like, like I mean, it, it, they keep it, they keep it like nice, clean. Uh, and then you can just get anything <laughs> you want here essentially. So that's kind of crazy. So, all right,
1: uh, and so reading over this stuff, a lot of this is actual real world, too, about the dress codes, chewing gum being illegal, uh, throwing away or like like random littering uh, can be like a five hundred dollar fine. Oh, um, oh, my God, you better use an ashtray if you are smoking cigarettes out there you will get in so much trouble if you flick your butt somewhere.
0: Okay, so I was right about Singapore then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Singapore is one of the places I've been to. I I know a lot about it uh, because I spent quite a bit of time there.
0: Other than I have to guess, it's it's obviously not the Philippines. Indonesia? Nope. Okay. Man, I, that's surprising.
1: Um, I feel like... It... Geographically, Singapore is the island off the tip of Malaysia. Mm, so I've okay. been to Malaysia because I've been to Singapore.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay.
1: Oh, right, we were moving on to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Throughout its history, 60% of the people in the New Philippines have made a living by fishing and aqua-culture. I love that word, by the way. Such a good word. It's not agra-culture, it's aqua-culture. The cities are packed with poor and the gangs living in garbage and breathing opaque air. Ew. The countryside is full of communist and Muslim rebels. The government is making money from sov oil and the FACS, but other but little of that money actually goes beyond the president. Another you, most of the Philippines is corporate run or captured by the rebels.
0: To my line. That you tried to read. <laughs> for the people who like chaos and disorder, this place is most attractive. Manila has become a homing beacon for many punks to come. B girls are ready, readily available in a 90% Catholic Asian nation. The country is filled with gun creators and weapon contractors that will fulfill any order. By 2077, several food companies, presumably of New Filipino, originally operated in and around Night City, such as the restaurant chain Cabayan Foods and the coffee brand Matzapong Coffee. It is also mentioned that Carrie Urodine vacationed in the New Philippines for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. No, because we've definitely talked about it before that that's how we knew that the Philippines had survived to... The current date is because Carrie uh, likes to travel there and kind of clear his brain and recenter himself spiritually. And now,
0: does he, he just vacation there, or is he act like is he Filipino?
1: He is Filipino, but he goes back to vacation
0: there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, as for the government. In reality, the government only really controls the main island of Luzon, and it's having trouble even just handling that. The north side of the island is home of the Maoist New People's Army, the MNPA, and the islands of Mindanao. <laughs> Mindanao. <laughs> the Asian names are being harder for me than anything else so far. The Palawan... And the Sulus are full of the Moro National Liberation Front, the MNLF, and the Moslem faction, who disagree. That's M O S L E M. Moslem? Yeah. Who disagree with being under the same governmental roof as a bunch
0: of Catholics. Yeah. Um, We have we have talked a little bit about the the, the new people's army with the the china episode of course mm-hmm. um, the pre War president general ramos the president and a general and his military comrades had stabilized the situation when the oil was found in the Spratless, Spratless? Spratless? Yeah. spratlys 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 s p r a t l y s he jumped on the Sovoil oil side hoping this would placate the npa however it didn't last with the constant attacks on the corporate sites of petrochem
1: after the war with when the extent of the pollution hit home ramos was assassinated by an angry ex fisherman <laughs> i don't know why that's funny <laughs> it shouldn't be it seems
0: so mundane in the world of cyberpunk
1: right Now, after that, President Aguilar was elected and declared the new constitution for the New Philippines in the 2011 election. All sides agreed to vote. However, later on, it was discovered that Aguilar was caught cheating the system. (sighs) The next president that was elected, Lopez, was blown up in his inaugural parade.
0: That uh, goes so well for these, these, uh, these presidents. Uh-uh. uh presidents.
1: Assassination, cheated to get there, and then done, got blown up.
0: Finally, Sovoil stepped in and helped General Antonio Taipan keep his hold on the presidency in 2013. So, yeah, like. It's it's not very much time passing here. They had two presidents in the span of two years. <laughs> Granted, uh, the inaugural parade. Like you know, I'm assuming that doesn't happen very long after, so not much, uh, not much time was spent. What, a day in office. I know that's assuming that, like, based on the idea of our, like, the how the inauguration works in the U.S., where it's like the day of, but
2: mm-hmm. for.
0: Them who, who's to say The rebels were then pushed back To their home territories By Sovoil troops Who had also made up the bulk Of the presidential guard Taipan had opened the doors Of the FACS For their massive investment Abilities
1: Yeah Hopefully they get to keep a president For a little while I've never heard of this country before, though. So that's this is something completely brand new. The Brunei Dar All right. Mm-hmm. The Sultanate reeks of oil money and is home to some of the world's richest men. The place is gaudy, overdone and underpopulated. The capital, Bandar Seri, big one. Looks like it was taken out of an Aladdin story chip and its golden minarets and mosques. This country is a mix of Chinese, Malay, local tribesmen, Indians, and Middle Easterners, and they've been Islamic for centuries. After the meltdown, a number of wealthy Saudis and Kuwaitis arrived with all of their Eurobucks, adding to the already incredible wealth of the of the Brunei. Everyone has free health care and education, pensions and pilgrimages to what's left of Mecca, including decontamination, all courtesy of the government. They eat real food, including beef, from Brunei-owned farms in Australia. And they've thrived in higher oil prices during the crash, and with the Saudi royal family, brought back from cash-strapped Malaysia, the land between Kampung Sangkong and Bangan. Wow. I don't think that I could convert, so I don't think that I could live there. But it sounds really nice and wealthy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's a lovely place, but, you know, obviously a very select population, um, because for a place to be underpopulated in a cyberpunk universe is um, insane.
1: I don't think I've seen that word in any other cyberpunk reference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, except for i don't know maybe the Mideast east because it has to be in know order- <laughs> because it's not survivable Um but you know we obviously still see that they make the uh, for for these like this place specifically they do pilgrimages to mecca so uh, i mean we still see that there's still like such an attachment to like this area even though it's just essentially uh, rubble, radioactive glass. Yeah. So uh, there is a huge cost to this level of wealth and security though. Here there is no nightlife, no booze, no girls, no dirty vids, no sim stem, nor anything else of the like.
1: Yep, nope, I'm out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Jin, you heard of fun? Because they haven't. Um, the Haven of Peace, in quotation marks, has plainclothes police roaming at night to make sure no locals break Islamic law and to keep an eye on the few non-Islamic foreigners here. The place is crawling with Arasaka goons, and the border is fortified with the small Brunei army and Arasaka ACPA to keep out refugees, and the coast is ruined with oil sludge from the Second Corporate War. The current Sultan, the 30th, has a battalion of HK Gurkhas guarding him and his family.
1: I think we can finally say that the slick is definitely an oil spill.
0: Probably, but it said oil sludge this time, so I can't be sure.
1: Okay, we will still try and find the research. Now, the main foreign companies are Arasaka, Avi, who especially provides Muslim employees for national defense. And Sov Oil, who has a partnership with the Brunei Shell Petroleum for gas and oil. And these two companies have the only LDLs for net use, along with one for the royal family. Wow. So they these people here don't get on the net, but they can have, like, real food and basically whatever they want that isn't against their religious beliefs. I mean, if that's you, go for it.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Oh, Toasty might have found something.
0: Okay, so basically, um, uh, you know, the Second Corporate War was between Sobo and Um mm-hmm. uh, We've said that before. The prime target during this war was the respective refineries of, you know, their opposition. So most of the attacks that happened, uh, during this was, uh, oil refineries, oil rigs, basically any place that like held like basically massive amounts of oil. Um, so, and one of the biggest things, uh, was a platform owned by Petrochem. Uh, uh, exploded. Um, Petrochem accused stop, Stove Oil of planting an explosive, um, but it's not, like, confirmed. Uh, but it was essentially, it was, like, destroyed and exploded. And then each company lost approximately 75% of their oil facilities within the first few weeks of the war. So I'm assuming that yeah, it's an oil slick as a result of just the massive amounts of oil facility destruction that happened. Because mm-hmm. this did take place in the South China Sea or yeah. this started in the South China Sea. So it's probably what it's probably the case. You don't have to add this on this one. We could talk about it. The next one <laughs> in our screen sheet because we said we would. But I was just like, I can't. I saw I saw the second corporate war in relation to oil sludge. And I was like, What if I look up the second crooked war? Will it tell me? And it still doesn't refer to anything as the slick.
1: And the the fact that I'm going to assume it's it's (laughs) capitalized, like the slick is capitalized. It has to be a thing. It has to be. So
0: it does. We'll We'll. look it up.
1: (laughs) All right. Anything else that you want to talk about tonight about the countries that we have traveled to tonight? I mean, Singapore is fun. Um I've been there three or four times. I'm horrible that I can't remember. But um it's amazing. It's clean. It's n- like, sorry, real world Singapore between
0: the years... It seems pretty clean in Cyberpunk, too, so... hmm
1: I think the last time I was in Singapore would have been 2004? No. Yes? Um... Prior to 2010. I can guarantee that. But...
0: What? It was like two thousand and four. I'm just not gonna comment on anything. It's
1: the year I graduated high school. I know Toasty Baby was still
0: I was seven years old. Yeah. I know. I'll take it.
1: Now what countries did you want to go to out of these ones? And were there are there any real life that you want to go to?
0: Uh, Singapore. I've heard about it way too way too much and everything. I just have to. Yeah. Um as for the others um in uh, in real life I need to like do the actual like r- real life research to know if I want to go to any of these places or not. Um cyberpunk wise I mean I think it'd be neat to just like see uh, Brunei mm. um, I obviously wouldn't be allowed to stay considering Um, in maybe the New Philippines but I don't know I didn't really like the sound of Indonesia and Malaysia so yeah. I'm gonna pass on those
1: All right. Sounds good. Now, next week, we are going to take a pit stop somewhere in Night City, most likely, and talk with our patrons uh, about a topic that they have not decided on yet. So if you have any suggestions, go ahead and throw them out there and... What else, what else,, uh, so yes, please, come join us at the end of the month. It is now the part of the show where we are losing our shit, uh because we have been talking too much on empty stomachs. So we will wrap up the show for the night and do our outro plugs. If you, for some reason, would like to hear more from me, you can listen to my other show, Two Girls, One Ship, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And we are currently um so we are doing our patron chat early this month on the girls so the episode that will come out the day after this one ah fuck it i'm not gonna announce that then because you guys can't come in and join um because it's cyberpunk
0: yeah but if you are it's still it is cyberpunk and specifically uh Obviously you like Cyberpunk because you're listening to this show, so you might as well go listen to it because it's more cyberpunk. But I, Toasty of Toaster uh am going to be on that episode um talking about <laughs> Who I want to fuck, marry, kill? Yep. Is that what I saw? <laughs> it is so. fuck,
1: marry, kill, cyberpunk, spin the wheel edition. We've done this on the girls before where we've done Mass Effect wheels, Dragon Age wheels, combine them all together, do a big Bioware wheel, um, FMK on three ra- on three random names.
0: So you want to come see who I would... Um... What surprise answers I might have for fuck or kill because I think everyone at this point knows that I will always marry Judy and that is my only answer ever Um, head on over and check that out
1: and if they want to hear more from you where and what should they listen to
0: Um, I just said two girls one ship particular (laughs) episode that's it that's the only thing I've been on a couple others, Uh, but also uh, I do the Witcher Lorecast if you're interested in the Witcher at all. uh, uh, And I also do the Cyberpunk Red Live Play Podcast, Cyberpunks, Cyberpunk apostrophe D with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. And you should check them out, because you're probably using their code to get a bigger discount. So the least you can do is listen to an episode or two, or all of them. Go listen to all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a threat. I just want y'all to know that.
1: Uh, Yep, that it is. Uh, You should definitely go listen
0: to it. Leave it.
1: (laughs) We also shout out Miracle of Sound at the end of every episode for allowing his music to be used. Uh, The neon red instrumental synth vibe. Such a good song. Go take a listen and follow him wherever you get your music. And while you're out there, everyone.
0: Stay safe in Night City.
2: When a Wasteland detective and a Vault Girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest.
1: Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you.
2: Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the Wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mob Man! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bunny?
1: No, it certainly does not.
2: True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts.